and happy holidays. We are back in the GOAT Zoom room. I'm Caitlin Free, and as always, I'm joined by the great Andy Villanueva. We've got a special guest for you today, but he'll be on in just a little while. But first, Andy, what's up? Well, we've got, uh, we still have that partnership with Stable Duel, which I'm really, really excited about. And obviously with the new with the new meet starting, hopefully we get to see some Santa Anita and Sam Houston Race Park and uh, hopefully some Turfway Park. I wish that we'd get some Turfway Park up there. Uh, I wish we could visit Turfway. I'm dying to see the new track. I heard, I've heard really, really good stuff about the new track. They just got to get the grandstand built and everything built back up. But Santa Anita, wow. I am, I mean, their race cards are usually pretty good, but they're, car the day after Christmas on Saturday the 26th it's just it's phenomenal what a great way to end this racing season it's incredible and the best part about that whole situation is is traditionally you only have the Malibu the next day you have the La Brea but now you have a huge stakes card and people should be able to have so much fun with it and enjoy it definitely it looks like you have the Mathis Brothers Mile the San Antonio, the American Oaks, and as you mentioned, the La Brea and the Malibu on tap. So let's start off with the Mathis Brothers Mile. Looks like it's going to be race four. What are you thinking? Well, to be honest with you, I kind of like the whole situation with um, with Whisper not on the rail. You know, Rosario's coming in to ride. Uh, Richard Baltus had, had a race and has gotten a race, a prep race for him. Usually horses that come from out of, from overseas usually need some time. Linkfield's a nice little area. He's been on some he's been on turf and synthetic. I think he's gonna run big. I was just looking at that one and I like him a lot also. The only other one I would probably look to aside from the two favorites, field pass and smooth like straight, would be the seven scarto. I like that horse. I like that he gets Flavian Pratt up. He Flavian's never rode him before. And I mean, you really can't go wrong with Flavian out in California on the turf. His last race was um, left a little bit to be desired. The um, chart says pulled up early evenly. So didn't really run his race last, last out. But in the race previous, he spit or split smooth like straight and field pass. So I think getting Flavian Pratt up, I think this horse can run a little bit of a better race on Saturday, maybe not win, but maybe be in the money. And I mean, he could win. I do like his numbers coming in. So he's another one that I really, really like along with Whisper Not. What do yeah. you think about Storm the Court in there? Storm the Court, I think, I think he was a better two-year-old than he was a three-year-old. Um, you know, I respect Pete a lot as far as the trainer's concerned, but it looks like he's trying to find what the horse's best, best surface is. And if it's late in your three-year-old year and you're still trying to figure out what's the best surface or distance, probably needs a little bit of a confidence builder and needs a softer field. I would definitely agree with that. And we'll look over to the, while we're waiting for Chris, we will look over at the San Antonio and uh, the return of Mucho Gusto. Obviously, it's a prop for him. They're probably looking at the Pegasus World Cup and probably the Saudi Cup with him and maybe even possibly the Dubai World Cup, which would be pretty impressive. Um, I'm sure Bob will have him cranked up, ready to go. Uh, but 
you know, those overseas trips sometimes, some horses don't, even though that's been almost a year since he went to do, to Saudi Arabia, you know, it takes its toll on those horses sometimes and they don't come back as sharp. And with, a, with him basically using this as a prep, he may not be fully cranked up. And I kind of like Sharp Samurai in here with Mark Glatt. He ran a huge race against Nick Sko. No one was catching him that uh, Nick Sko that day. Jesus' team came back to win next out. You got to give him a huge look. And with Proud on board, you you know, it's it's a done deal to me that he's probably going to get under bat because everyone's going to bet Mucho Gusto. Absolutely agree. I think this is the type of race where you need to look to somebody outside from Mucho Gusto. Do I think he'll be cranked up like you said? Probably. But like you said, also, this is a prep because the Pegasus is the number one goal. I took the three, extra hope. I really like his race last out and the race before that. Beat some really, really nice horses. Last out defeated Midcourt and Compatton, who are also in this field. Um, morning line, five to one. I think that's a pretty good price. I don't know how much more money he'll take other than that. You could see him maybe as low as three, four to one, something like that. But I really, really like this horse. I think he's really coming into his own lately and has had a pretty good 2020. So I'll take extra hope. All righty. Let's move on to the La Brea. Uh, La Brea used to always be my favorite race. I used to love watching the Phillies at the end of the year, just battle it out and some of the good Phillies that have run there. And um, I'll take my chances with uh, Finite here. She's just a professional racehorse. Draw the line through the Kentucky Downs race, and she's really never run a bad race. Uh, I don't think she really wanted the turf, uh, but, you know, you got to take a chance trying to see it. That's a good spot. It's a ton of money to run for a non-graded stakes, $360,000. Uh, so, yeah, I like Finite in here, and, uh, you know, Santana Asmussen never can go wrong with them. I'm also going to take Finite. She brings her track with her everywhere she goes. It doesn't matter where she's running. She really just travels beautifully. And she kind of reminds me of Swiss Skydiver and the way that she travels. Never met a racetrack she didn't like except for the turf. But it, and it wasn't even that she didn't necessarily like the turf. She's just so much more of a dirt filly. But I think this race sets up really, really well for her. So I'm going to also be on the Finite train. You know, the other, the one horse that I think that in this race that you kind of have to look at and figure out whether or not she's meant for this race is Marinith for Baffert. Mm -hmm. She's going to get a lot of, she's going to get a lot of play. Obviously, Johnny's out here to ride, uh, at least for today, for that day. Um, but, you know, Brown's bringing in motivated seller and she only lost by a neck to her. And I think that filly has more upside Third race right. off the layoff. She's shown that she can run every month fresh. I kind of like her a little bit, but I still would go with Finite. Definitely, I would agree. Marie, to me, she just doesn't scream a grade one winner to me. I mean, yes, she's in the Baffert barn. Yes, she's a talented filly, but I think he's got so much more to offer in his barn, aside maybe from her when it comes to three-year-old fillies. Um, so I just don't think maybe he put his best in here. I mean... You bring Gamin in here and it's game over, but they're certainly different horses. So we will move on to the American Oaks. What do you think? Uh, I'm, you know, you kind of, 
I think I think luck money probably is a throw out. I, I just Arnold Delacour is winning a lot of his races at at smaller racetracks, and he's padding. He's kind of padding his stats. But when it gets to spots like this, I just don't think this horse is. I don't think his horses are going to fire. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Duopoly. And sharing obviously is going to be the one that's going to get a ton of play, but you know the Browns. How how can you go against Capital Structure, who's you know uh, developing three year old? Even though she's going to be four soon, you get Duopoly for Clarovich, who who just won a stakes race and was still kind of figuring herself out. And you know, sharing really didn't run a really sharp race in in the Delmar in the matriarch which was really disappointing yeah I will agree sharing was a little bit disappointing this last out I still went ahead and chose her anyway um I like the fact that she if you can call a grade one a drop down in class but this is a restricted to three-year-old Phillies grade one I like that she gets back against her own age group um the matriarch really wasn't that tough of a race that did disappoint me a little bit, but I also think outside of Duopoly and a couple other ones, this race really isn't that tough either. And I think that she will probably put her best form forward at this time because her last two races after the matriarch, um, especially out in Royal Ascot, I think that she just is the class of this field. But like you said, Duopoly is also very, very interesting especially what she did last time. So that's where I'm at sharing, I think. Um, another horse that kind of really interests me is California Kook, um, 12 to one morning line. She's, she to me kind of has a little bit of upside. She's run against a lot of really, really tough fields. Um, hi, Kitty. <laughs> right, but well, she, could be, <laughs> she could be one that could be maybe a play underneath at a big number. Sorry about that. Jasper has decided to enter the room. All <laughs> waiting on Chris. We love our cat cameos. So we do. We well, do. there is one left. You want to talk about the Malibu while we're still here waiting on Chris to join us? Definitely. Let's discuss All right, let's the Malibu. So mm-hmm. we're both we're both at disagreement here. So we'll start that off. You know, there is a possibility after I looked at this race a little closer right now that these two will burn each other out on the front end. But, I mean, Nashville has been so impressive. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Steve didn't push him says so much about this horse. I just think Steve has something in plan for him, kind of like uh, Volatile. I just like this horse a lot. He just he just exudes class. He runs his races. They could have run him in the sprint. They didn't. He basically could have done whatever he wanted to in the Perryville. Uh, so I'm I'm all for that. I, I think Nashville's a good good indicator, and I mean this is a good spot test. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm good. We got to we got to figure out a way to flip you. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I gotta go this way. There we go. There you go. Okay, I can only see you. You should be able to see all three of us. I can only see you. Oh, do the. You'll probably be able to see me once I start talking. Maybe. Oh, there you go. All right, that'll work. So we now have uh, 
Chris Griffin and this cat is going to kill me today. What's <laughs> going on? What's going on? Happy Not holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, Chris, before we get started, we were talking about the Santa Anita, uh, Santa Anita card. Yeah. We talking about the Malibu Stakes. I yeah. like Nashville. Caitlin's going to make her point right now on a different horse that I'm not fond of. So go ahead, Caitlin. Good. I'm all ears. Well, Andy picked Nashville. I'm going to turn around and pick the other one. I'm going to go with Charlatan. I know he's been off for a little while and, you know, with everything that has surrounded Baffert, a little bit of the controversy, I still really like this horse because I feel like Baffert really has this horse ready. I think that this is going to be a prep for the Pegasus. Even though this is a prep and even though Nashville is in this race, I think he's still going to win. And I think he's going to turn around and win the Pegasus after this. Bold claim, but I think it could really happen. Also, like Amy said, there's also a chance these two could burn each other out. And that leaves um, an opening for another horse that I really like, um, Independence Hall. He's come along really well out in California. So I like him too, but ultimately I'm going to pick Charlatan on top. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, it all sounds good. I'm kind of focused on uh, the meet in Houston coming up January 8th, but uh, I, you know, those, those, it's a salty group. It's for a smaller field. I mean, you've got nothing but names top and bottom. And so I don't know how uh, short a price you're willing to take from a betting standpoint. Uh, obviously, you guys have named the top two that are going to lead the wagering. Uh, sometimes seven furlongs, though, that could set up for, for somebody that you, you least expect. Um, right. And, and then you could get a price in there. I actually do like a horse earlier on the card uh, at five to one, actually. So I think uh, that would be my play if you were looking at Santa Anita's opening day card. I love, math how, I love how math you go through all five to ones. Mathis <laughs> Brothers Mile. I like the one horse. Oh, there we go. Uh, there you go. We talked about that one too. So what's going on over at Sam Houston? Any, any updates? What's going so, on? So for, <laughs> before we do that, do you have a personal update or are we going to start talking about the races? So here we go. We got, we got Chris Griffin here of Sam Houston <laughs> race park. He's a track announcer, social media genius. Um, he does, does pretty much everything for Sam Houston park, but the best part about him is, uh, some of the race calls you do are so great. And I laugh at them. I think I think my most favorite one is Akuna Matata's debut. Yeah. Where you made a comment about she has no worry. She didn't yeah. update. Yeah. Um, but the best call was last year's Houston's Ladies Classic. Appreciate and it. I would let I would tell everybody to go and Google that and listen to it because top notch, top call of the year for me. And that's not just because you have me on Sharpie time. <laughs> that great of an announcer when it comes to racing and painting a picture. So um, I don't know if you know Caitlin Free, but Caitlin Free is my co-host and partner in regards to the GOAT handicapping site. And we're going to do a lot of stuff with you guys at Sam Houston Race Park. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's, a, it's great for you guys to have me. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for reaching out and, and, and letting me know. Yeah, it's been obviously a, a bit of a long year that we've all gone through. And so now we're, we're ready to just get rolling here in 2021. Uh, our opening day is on January 8th. And my role will be a little bit different. Um, 
I'll be, I'll be still helping a lot with the social media stuff and, and, and doing some things for the racing, but really focusing on, on uh, what's happening on track and what's happening behind the scenes as well. So uh, I will be announcing and looking forward to getting back in the booth. I actually have a video coming out on Friday, so hopefully people enjoy it. And it might include that call that you were just talking about. Um, and, you know, we're doing well. I mean, uh, you're starting to see Barnes start rolling in now. Uh, going to see some new new names, some new faces that, that are going to be joining us. Uh, as far as the jockey colony, it's been kind of interesting to see that talked about quite a bit on social media as, as some jockeys are, are leaving town and staying in certain places and then other jockeys are, are, uh, are now invading Houston. So uh, the money's good and uh, the attitude's good. The track is looking good. Um, turf course is coming in very nice. Uh, we've got more days of racing, and it's 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 going to be a really promising season, and 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 it's about making sure that it's it's real better friendly, and that's um, the, the approach that I take, and and I know that uh, the senior director of racing operation Frank Hoff takes, and uh, any everyone here, it's just we we value those dollars, and we want to make sure that we've got a, a nice product with that low takeout of twelve percent, and uh, looking forward to it, man. It's just nice to be getting rolling again i got the backdrop behind me you know i mean we're, we we got the branded shirts and everything so you know we're I don't doing have things the right way i don't have one of those yet I even try, i'll even try to buy it the shirt yes man if you knew what i had to go through to get one of these boy i tell you it's uh it's uh <laughs> we'll try and find one for you uh, hey, i'll buy out. it i'm not i'm not asking for freebies i'm just uh, <laughs> i'll do it but yeah sharpie time sharpie time looking forward to that as well and if you're able to guess trey styles is going to join me and uh we got some really good things yeah. there and, and pushing the simulcast show out and it's going to be uh it's going to be a nice a, a nice time just hope everybody stays healthy and we we keep rolling and uh we're looking forward to it great so, to hear uh, it go ahead caitlin Oh, I just said it. That's great to hear. It sounds like lots of good things are happening down in Texas. Yeah, it's 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 just a great atmosphere. And, it, you know, 2020 ended abruptly and and we're moving forward and we've got these new barns have about, you know, we're going to have over 1100 horses on the backside, looks like. And, uh, you know, we get these big full fields and, and put a great product out. It's going to be exciting. And uh, especially with some of the new names, too, I think it, from a competition, you know, you're you're not going to see you're going to see some heavy favorites of course uh, but i think you're going to see a, a lot more price plays especially early in the meet um and you saw jonathan wong andy you know you're california guy as well um i don't know where you're from caitlin sorry i did but <laughs> <laughs> ohio california transplant now going to kentucky so okay. everywhere <laughs> so there you go so you know california as well so you know jonathan wong is obviously a big name in northern california and he is sending a smaller string down this season and, and he's excited about it and the guy knows how to win races so uh you had a name like that and frank lucarelli coming uh east as well uh just a, a lot of a lot of good things happening and and just want everybody to stay safe make sure the horses make it around the racetrack and uh good betting i know andy likes good betting <laughs> hey i just like uh I like uh, having the option to look at horses in the paddock and see certain things that are different from what's on paper. Sure. And at Sam Houston, it gives you that opportunity to do it. And uh, I think that the way they, the fact that there's no overlap as far as like how, especially this year with the way the schedule is, I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we're we're going to go to four days in February. So that'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
Okay, so, and it's going to uh, post times what, four or five o'clock, right? Uh, correct. So, I mean, I like that. I mean, it gets me to the track for the whole day. Yep. Gets me home early so I can right. sleep. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I know you and I have talked about in the past was, you know, the one thing that I really enjoyed about Hollywood Park were Friday nights. Yeah. That was like one of the things that really endears me to Sam Houston is the Friday nights. The Friday nights yep. are so awesome and it's so much activity. Talk about what sort of promotion plans you guys have planned for this year. Um, again, my role is a little different as far as the promotional side. Uh, so Sam Houston is going to operate a lot of that. I, I can help kind of push it and talk about it. Um, we're going to have... Uh, as far as the capacity number and, and allowing um, fans, it, it, it's still, there hasn't been anything announced yet. So I would just kind of stand by and wait until that happens. Um, as far as the, the promotions are real pared down, we're still gonna have camel and ostrich races. We're still gonna have wiener dog races. Um, so you'll still have some of those other items for folks. Uh, some of the elements within uh, the complex are gonna change just a little bit as well. And it's just a, it's just a different time. You know, we got, we got knocked on the ground and now getting back on our feet and getting rolling again. Um, so we just ask for people's patience. I don't have all the answers right now. I wish I did um, because I'm getting them. And, and once we can deliver that message and kind of update people on what's going on. And I understand the urgency as well because it's, you know, January 8th is right around the corner, you know, so I, I, I get that. And uh, we just ask for a little bit of patience on, on people that are asking about coming Go to the website, go to shrp.com. You'll get plenty of updates there. Um, follow the social media accounts if you'd like that as well, because we'll try and update that. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there will be uh, some fans here. You will, you will be able to see some attendance. Obviously, we're open for simulcast right now, so uh, there are people attending the racetrack, but there's going to be protocols in place. And, and, and so as, as long as we keep everyone safe and keep things going, it's really going to be vital to, to keep the season going. You know what I mean? So we got to we gotta work together a little bit on this and, and, and get it done. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it'd be great to have, like, the large crowds that we have for, like, Houston's Ladies Classic, right? You know, that place was packed last year. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, that's it, it, not going to happen this year. It's kind yeah. of a bummer. Um, yeah. and, I, and I'm sure that if, if Texas would kind of, relax the rules on ADW, I think it would be even better for the group for, for racing in Texas. But sadly, that's not going to happen anytime within our lifetime, probably. Mm -hmm. And so we just go with the flow and, and, you know, we enjoy, enjoy what we have as far as the product. And like you said, there's a lot of good barns. Um, I talked to Deshaun Parker on social media the other day and yep. I asked if he was coming out and he said he didn't know yet. Yep. Kind of hoping he does. I'd like to have another Bengal fan in Houston for, for a few weeks, you know, but, right. um, you know, it's, it's good. It was tough at the end of the year and I'm hoping that this year it's, it, it's a smoother, smoother transition. Yeah. On social media, you're going to see a lot of updates as far as who's riding and the jockeys that are going to be here. I know Martha Clausen had sent a, a, a tweet out today. I believe that Sean had actually been named a, a finalist for the George Wolf award. Um, and I, I think I read that right. I've had kind of a busy morning. I, I, people look at my Twitter. I've had quite a few things going on this morning, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, there's going to be an opportunity for other riders to come into Houston and, and start, 
moving up the leaderboard because if if based on social media and what you are, are taking a look at, you know, Ray Lou Gutierrez being announced that he's going to come to Houston. Uh, it appears that based on social, again, uh, from his agent, that David Cabrera is going to be headed to Oakland. So when you have that, then, you know, the chips start to fall. You start talking about Deshaun uh, not being from the Houston area, you know, especially with everything going on, you know, maybe he, he stays in a different location, but I, I can't answer for the jockeys. I am updating on social and, and I, whenever I hear something, as long as it's okay to tell people that, then, then I'm fine with it. But uh, you saw it, like I said, Ray Lou Gutierrez is coming. Shane Laviolette's been announced that he's going to come. Lane Luzzi obviously going to be back. Um, I know you had mentioned Sophie Doyle. So we'll see if that, that kind of comes to fruition and, and some other names. And so uh, there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be fields. Um, be interesting to see if somebody comes from California, you know, with, with some of the California barns coming as well. If, if a rider wants to, to make the move here for the winter um, and get on some turf racing. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, it's, it's, it's really another fun aspect to, to the racing and, and what's going on. And I can't wait. I mean, I, I know everybody's just looking forward to it. I know, especially in Texas, there's going to be those questions again about, being able to show up to the track because this is how you can wager on the product. So, um, so hopefully we'll get that answered here very shortly. Uh, we still got a little over two weeks, so um, we'll get that information out and find that exact number. And hopefully people join us and people can always watch us and wager in the other States they're, they're in as well. So uh, there'll be some opportunities. Definitely. Definitely. Any questions, Caitlin? I'm just taking it all in. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, usually she usually she's usually she has all the big tracks covered and yeah, does a good job at it. And when international well, here, comes, here's what I will tell you guys. I think you know I've followed. I, I know you both from social media mainly, so it's nice to just uh, get face to face with you guys. <laughs> and hopefully the people that are following and watching are uh, enjoying what we have. And we're starting to really get people noticing Sam Houston race park. And that's nice to see. So we appreciate the coverage from you guys and what you're doing. I will say as far as podcasts go, uh, and names and branding, I've never seen so many vowels and consonants added to, uh, a show. And you've <laughs> added, it's, you've added O's where you can add O's you've added A's and E's. Uh, and I had to read it a few times. I said, what is he I, I didn't get it at first. I was like, what, what is, is he this? Saying? And then I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. I started like, I thought that together. was pretty brilliant when I thought it, thought it, thought it up, right? I yeah, mean, you, you got me to look at it multiple times. So yes, it is brilliant because now I can't forget it. Yeah, you can. So, so who is the, so who is the goat then? Who, oh, who, who is? Be, that would be uh, my co-host because that I was going to say, if you, ever, if you ever follow her on social media, when it comes to international racing, Right. There's nobody better at it. That's great. Um, that isn't on like a full blown show all the time. So I'm giving her a platform to prove to everybody she deserves to have one. That's great. That's wonderful. Thank you. And I think it's, uh, it's, uh, he should be your agent, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> he is. It's, <laughs> no, no but it's, you, it's great to hear new I voices. Think you get and... Jose Santos is what yep. I think she should do. 
he's pretty busy. <laughs> he's pretty busy. He's got quite the list. But uh, yeah, it's just really exciting. And we, we love the coverage and we love uh, people following along. And uh, we're looking forward to a big season here. And again, we kick off on January 8th. Some dates to remember. The Houston Racing Festival is going to be on the 31st. That'll be our only Sunday afternoon program. And that's going to be a really exciting day. The last two winners, uh, obviously, the last year's race was fantastic. And Lady Apple beating Serengeti Empress and My Lady Curlin and Street Band, among others. And then in 2019, Midnight Bisu, a horse that some people have heard of, uh, she started her year here, and that was, uh, you know, she was odds on one to nine, and it looked like inside the, you know, at the eighth pole, she was just kind of looking around a little bit, and then she picked it up, and then she showed her class, and obviously she went on to a huge campaign she, that year. She so broke, She broke gold standards hard big time. Yeah. That really has <laughs> never been the same. <laughs> but it's uh we're looking forward to it we got the texas turf mile again for three-year-olds there's going to be some added stakes races as well to the program uh looking at the the condition book i don't know if you've taken a look at it but the my dandy and the darby's daughter and the h-town is now in the bayou city so uh there's going to be some nice stakes races that are added there's going to be plenty of opportunities we'll see Arabians? some turf racing obviously What's that? i love uh, i have seen them in the condition book yes i have seen them in the condition Ooh. book yeah nice. so so, here's, so, yeah. so here's a funny story that I did not know about until the other day. Right. And this, this pertains to Arabian racing. Okay. So when I used to hustle book in, at Los Alamitos mm -hmm. for Lori Goulis and Christine Davenport and Roxanne Losey and J.D. Michener, um, there was a trainer that did Arabian racing named Rita Babbitt. Okay. Right? And Rita Babbitt used to put Lori on horses and Roxanne on horses. And we'd ride first call for her. We'd ride first call for Lynette Ashby's daughter, um, Les Roberts, mm -hmm. and a couple other people. But I was reading an article about Rita Babbitt and apparently Rita Babbitt changed her name to Rita DeLeon, who oh, trains funny. at <laughs> Sam Houston Race Park. I did not know that. Yeah, that's great. And she's had some great racehorses. Uh, yeah. Arabians, great trainer, sure. Uh, just a great story in general, and you know she's on the backside. You should really try to do a deal with a like a YouTube deal or something. Just her entire backstory is so great that it's worth a uh, worth a listen and all that. I love that, and you know you guys are. Th this is a this is an opportunity, a platform to be able to tell those stories. So we hope that you guys uh, follow us and tell our stories a little bit. I'm sure Andy will be uh if not sitting next to me on a on a zoom or something a skype and then come in and handicap a little bit on some of those afternoon programs and uh we're just we're just excited for the season it's really exciting to be back um it's exciting to look forward to 2021 and just uh have a safe happy holiday man there's just a lot of uh a lot of things to a lot of struggles this year but a lot of things to be thankful for as well so Looking forward to it, and hopefully we'll see more coverage, and hopefully the GOAT, Caitlin, will, will join us as well throughout the season uh, and uh, check out the, the races. Give us some winners. I'm not sure how many international influences we'll have, but uh, you never know. The, the Connolly. Uh, the Connolly, maybe we can get one of those international she's, winners. Over she's, pretty smart. she's pretty sharp and pretty smart with regular racing, too. So Okay, regular racing. We'll see. I love it. <laughs> Domestic racing. Domestic, Domestic racing. racing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump on a few other things, but I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having right. me, and uh, it's just uh, any time you need something and jump in and have a few words, and we'll try and maybe uh, – get some, some jockeys or something and find out if they're available and, and whatnot to make some connections. And uh, it's great. We just appreciate the promotion and looking forward to a big season.
Thanks. Thank you so Appreciate much, Chris. It, Chris. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks, Andy. All right. And that was Chris Griffin from Sam Houston Race Park, the track announcer, social media guru, everything else you could possibly think of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's pretty much almost done with everything. As, as we said, uh, if anybody doesn't know how to pronounce that, it's goathandicapping.com, um, but you spell it uh, phonetically. And <laughs> so when I thought about it, I thought that this would be perfect because everybody calls everybody the greatest of all time these days. And I think both of us are pretty sharp when it comes to handicapping, not to toot my own horn, but the fact that I've got people telling me that I can win certain contests when we're doing them says a lot about whether or not I can actually do this for a living. Uh, but what is in store for goathandicapping.com as far as the show is concerned and what we can see on the website, Caitlin? Well, we've got a lot that we can see on the website, especially starting in January of 2021. That's really going to be our big coming out party because it's kind of more of a soft launch right now. So we're going to be having the weekly show. We're going to be having guests. We'll, ha we'll be having the stable little team on very regularly, Bree and Brian. Um, actually, next week, we're going to have them on and Andrew Champagne from Andrew and JD. But really coming from the site, we're going to have a lot of U U.S. racing, international races, doing spot plays, um, more stable dual action. And I'm also going to be covering some of the sales and auctions as well with Andy. And we'll be doing a lot of stories, kind of backstories of racehorses, and a lot of different things. It's kind of a one-stop shop for everything that you need when it comes to horse racing. You know, picks, articles sales, just anything really you can think of, we're going to try and cover it. Yeah, and we also have, if, if because we don't have a lot of room up the top for everything, uh, we do have blogs with handicapping information. If you need to learn how to, if you want to see how to, how I personally break down a race when it comes to state bred races and smaller racetracks. So like Louisiana or Texas or Oakland, especially, I will do those kinds of things for uh, on on a basis when it needs to be done um, because it's uh, it's really tough it's tough but fun and I enjoy it so well glad, and again I will say it again I'm glad you you have co-hosted with me and I enjoy the fact that we both are on the same wavelength when it comes to this we are and I'm so glad you asked me to do this well once again, you're in the goat Zoom room with the goat and the goat, goat junior. So we're happy to have you. And we will see you next week. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays.